Today's second reading is another Old Testament reading, this time from the book of 1 Kings, chapter 19, verses 1 through 9. Hear the word of God. Our ears are open. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So may the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. He left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. He looked, and there at his head was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him, and said, Get up and eat. Otherwise, the journey will be too much for you. <clears throat> he got up and ate and drank. Then he, went into, then he went in the strength of that food, 40 days and 40 nights, to Horeb, the Mount of God. At that place, he came to a cave and spent the night there. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, today is January 2nd. We ate our Thanksgiving turkeys, we steeped ourselves in the season of Advent, we celebrated the birth of Christ, we opened all our presents, we rang in the new year. Yes, today is January 2nd, and the whirlwind is over. The festivities came and went. Now, for some of us, January 2nd results in a relieved and satisfied, <sighs> right? The hustle and bustle are done, and we all saw our loved ones, and mission accomplished. Can't wait for that again next year, right? For some of us, January 2nd feels kind of empty. The festivities with my loved ones are over. What is one of the best seasons for togetherness is over, and I don't want it to be over. We don't want to return to real life for one reason or another. And for some of us, January 2nd, feels just as hard as the festivities felt. What is supposed to be a season of joy and community felt like a time, a painful time, a lonely time, spurred by grief and illness and fatigue in our spirit. Yes, for some of us, January 2nd feels like the holiday season felt difficult. And that's valid, and that's real. So what do we do about it? What do we do when our loved ones or we as individuals are going through a difficult time? How can we show and receive care? Today's passage explores these questions. Elijah is also going through a difficult time. Elijah is a successful prophet of God who has just won a challenge that proves that God's power is far greater than the God named Baal. Jezebel, a person in power who is displeased with Elijah's win, sends a death threat to Elijah. Elijah flees. He ends up in the wilderness. He sits under a bush. He calls out to God, 
and he wishes for his life to be taken away and then falls asleep. I wonder what Elijah is experiencing out in the wilderness as he flees Jezebel's death threat. Why does Elijah wish to have his life taken away? Is it burnout? Is it depression? Is it survival mode? All the above? I don't know. Right? All I know is that the stakes are high. He needs support. Fortunately, support does come to Elijah in the form of an angel. And even though the interaction between the two involves a divine being, the interaction models care for us in a way that feels ordinary and also healthy and good and practical. The care that is modeled for us is not care as a, as a cure, but care in the form of a healing presence. There's a lot we can learn from the angel and Elijah in this passage. So again, who comes to help Elijah? It is an angel of the Lord, not who we expect. This is the first thing that the angel models for us, being an unexpected resource that brings comfort and provision. And who knows what this angel looks like, by the way? Did the angel look like a mysterious human that we sometimes kind of see in Genesis? Was it a Hallmark, Hallmark card angel with a white gown and a golden harp and halo? Or did the angel match that surreal description from the Ezekiel passage that Guy read? A being with a bunch of faces that is covered in wheels and eyes. We don't know, but it enhances the unexpected nature of this visit. We too can be an unexpected supportive figure. We can get out of our context and be resources for all kinds of people. Unfortunately, there is a world full of people who are hurting. But fortunately, we all have the ability to be healing. The angel awakens Elijah with a touch. Touch cannot be understated here. Now, some people don't like to be touched, especially during COVID, and that's okay, and that's to be respected. But for some, receiving touch is meaningful. Receiving touch can be centering and stabilizing. When it is appropriate for the circumstance, we can do the same as the angel, a hug, a hand on the shoulder, a pat on the back can all go a long way. Now, Elijah is in a headspace where gentle reminders for something as basic as sustenance are needed. It's unclear what mindset Elijah is in upon awakening. Has he shut down? Is he overwhelmed? Either way, the angel respects where Elijah is, identifies a need, and gives him a small, tangible task to fulfill the need. Elijah, eat. We too can keep an eye on the all-important basics and name potential needs with questions. Would you like to rest? Hey, I baked you some bread. Would you like to eat some? Does the sandwich sound good to you right now? May I pray with you? Is there anything specifically you would like me to pray for? Also, the angel gives Elijah space. The angel does not talk to fill the silence or force Elijah into conversation or coach Elijah with the next step of all the things Elijah should be doing because the angel is divine and the Elijah should just listen up and no, no, no. When Elijah is done eating, the angel lets Elijah sleep again. Finally, reflecting the grace of God, the angel freely gave to Elijah without expecting anything in return. The care is not conditional. Even when the angel visits a second time, 
The angel does not provide an expectation, but provides a reason for care. You need to eat today so you can handle the journey ahead. When someone is hurting, we too can give freely. We can give our time. We can devote prayer. We can help find resources such as affordable therapists. And if we have the means, we can give monetarily with no expectation to receive anything in return. But maybe today you don't relate to the angel. Maybe today you are in a place where you relate more to Elijah, who also models care for us. The first thing I noticed the vulnerable and exhausted Elijah modeling for us is rest. Elijah sleeps a lot in this passage. When we are in the wilderness and it feels like we have little to no options, it's okay to rest. Another thing we see Elijah do is allow himself to feel what he is feeling. He cries out to the Lord. It's okay for us to cry out, right? In fact, it's good to cry out to name what we are feeling because as we see in this passage, there are beings out there who will meet us where we are at. No matter how we're feeling, no matter what wilderness we are in. But when we are hurting, when we are exhausted, when we are at our most vulnerable and people attempt to walk alongside us, we have to ask ourselves, are we open to humbling ourselves enough to receive the support, especially from unexpected places, especially with no strings attached, especially if we need it? These are circumstantial questions. But in Elijah's context, he says, yes, yes to humility, yes to support, yes to the unexpected, and yes to grace. It's not always easy to say yes to these things, especially for a successful prophet like Elijah. But that's kind of the point. Elijah, a successful prophet who appears to be put together, who appears to be in tune with God, was also not immune to the feelings of desperation he felt. No one is immune to those feelings. No one is immune to feeling alone and the need to cry out. We are not alone. God is with us. God hears our cries. And I have faith that people will too. So let us go out into the world providing and accepting provisions that can help us go a little bit further on our journeys. Let it be so.